1: You're listening to a special edition Zweig Letter podcast, putting architectural engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru, Mark Zweig, and his team of experts, Straight Talk, in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweigletter and the Zweigletter Podcasts let you develop professionally wherever you are.
0: Hey everyone, and thank you for joining Zweig Group Media and the Zweig Letter exclusive interview series. With almost 25 years of continuous coverage of the design industry, the Zweig Letter is a constant and an ever-changing marketplace. We are bringing you some of the best and brightest minds that our industry has to offer. Today, I am pleased to welcome Will Schneer, CEO of Big Red Dog, based in Austin, Texas. Will, it's great to have you join us again. I believe this is the third time you've been on the Zweig Letter interview series. Why don't you tell the audience something very unique about your firm that is not proprietary information but may not be common knowledge about Big Red Dog?
2: Uh, probably the most unique aspect of our firm, uh, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna be talking about brand building today and, and you know, culture contributes to your brand. But our firm is named after the nickname of one of our uh civil autocad designers. Uh first name's Cliff, his nickname's the big red dog. So uh very unique in that we're not named after myself and my two other co-founders in the company. Uh we're not that alphabet soup uh company name that's so common in the engineering uh in the engineering industry. So uh, that's your first nugget of the day that we named the firm. We turned the model on its head from day one and named the firm after one of our designers rather than the founding engineers. I
0: think that's absolutely that is absolutely great. And a lot of people would not realize that. So I think that's uh, that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that that little nugget of information. So first, I, I want to congratulate uh, Big Red Dog for receiving A second Hot Firm Award at our annual Hot Firm event that just took place last month. Uh, This is October. So it took place in September in Phoenix at the Arizona Biltmore. And um, man, that is a tremendous achievement for a firm that is less than eight years old. Um, Today, on the heels of that and and on the heels of those great awards, we're going to talk about brand building in the design industry and what you guys have done at Big Red Dog to distinguish yourselves from the competition. Um, There are a number of ways that we could look at brand building, but I'd like to focus on four key areas. Uh, I'd like to talk about defining your brand. Um, I'd like to talk about differentiating and positioning your brand, uh, building and exposing your brand. And then we're going to try to end up with reviewing your brand and and granted for our listening audience this is a lot to take in and i mean this i mean each one of these actually could be their own interview in terms of the information that that could be shared but we're kind of this is going to be more of a cliff note version of brand building if you will for those of you that were in high school at a time when you had to have you had to read Macbeth or Shakespeare or any type of Shakespeare play, you didn't want to read the whole book, you got the Cliff Note version. And so this is going to be kind of the Cliff Note version of brand building in the design industry. And I think you'll I think you'll find it helpful. Um so why don't we just start jump right into this, Will? Um how how have you defined the big red dog brand?
2: Uh, for us, it you know, it really starts with our two most uh Important ingredients in our branding mix, which is uh, our very dedicated and talented team members, and our exceptional and visionary clients. Uh, and those two uh, aspects in our recipe really come together very well for us. And uh, when we layer on top of that, what what we put forward as our value proposition on day one which was complete construction plans, fair and transparent billing practices, and exceptional communication. Um, We've been able to leverage those three things, our team members, our clients, and our value proposition into a very memorable uh, and unique brand that has proven to be the smartest thing that we've ever done uh, when we started the company. You know, I mentioned earlier on that we were named after one of our team members and not after the founders, although that team member is now a principal shareholder in the firm, Uh, but it really starts there. Uh, This brand, uh, you know, when we were three people, it was easy to say the brand started at the top, but uh, as we've grown to over 100 people in less than seven years, the brand really uh, comes from all levels of our organization uh, and the brand promotion and the culture of the company and all of that is really intertwined. Um, I can't speak highly enough for the quality of individuals uh, that we have uh, here in this Austin office and our offices in Dallas and Houston and San Antonio. And those are all very unique cities with with unique cultures under themselves uh, that bring their own flavor to our brand and and, uh, give us this uh, kind of multicultural component to our brand depending on, on where you're experiencing Big Red Dog, but at the end of the day, it's all, there are consistent uh, threads that are woven throughout what we're doing and uh, those three things, it's team members, great clients, and a very, uh, very sound value proposition that that create the brand that we have today. And, you know, we'll get into promotion, but we promote those three things in, in different ways also.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, and, and actually, that kind of leads into my le- my next question, which is, what I mean, What have you done to differentiate and position the Big Red Dog brand?
2: We've done a lot. Uh, you know, when we first started, a lot of people, you know, thought we were way out of left field. And and uh, you know, first you name yourself Big Red Dog, and then uh, you're a millennial led company. We have a young leadership team, which is very unique in the industry. Uh, you know, we were at hot firm two years in a row and, you know, the first, first year I was definitely the youngest guy in the room and I may not have been this, this past year, but I was certainly close. Um, you know, but you know, it starts with our mission statement, uh, which is to make our clients more successful while we make the engineering business cool. And, uh, you know, just a tongue in cheek, uh, addendum to that mission statement is that we've been stodge free since 2009, which is the year that we started. So there's no stodginess here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, we're making this business cool and, and young engineers and engineers of all walks of life really want to be part of, of this brand and what we're building here. Uh, this is no cubicle farm. This is no uh, traditional top-down organization. Once you're in the buildings, uh, that we, that we occupy, everyone is treated as an equal around here. And, um, so it really, it really does start with our, our team members who, who drive that brand building process for us. Um, you know, collectively, uh, those team members are, are the shepherd of our flock, so to speak.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you know, as I, as I'm listening to what you're saying, and, and granted, you you are a young guy, um, under 35. Uh, that has started. Uh, Just crossed
2: 35. Oh, you did
0: just cross. Okay. All right. Well, you're slowly getting there, but that's still still a happy belated birthday. (laughs) So, um, well, well, with that said though, I mean, there are a lot of your peers that are out there in their early thirties that are either thinking about venturing out and getting on that, starting on their own with their own venture. And, and you know what i mean in, in your minds when you first came out and started this what was your what was your biggest concern about dealing with an industry that has that is very well entrenched in terms of how they operate. And like you said, I mean, some things are, you know, you hear these stories about stodginess and, you know, uh, Mark Zweig and I always joke, and he tells a great story about a firm where they were a bunch of older guys, and and there's nothing wrong with age, and and this is certainly not an ageist thing that I'm I'm about to say, but there were a bunch of older guys sitting around contemplating another individual in the company, uh, and we'll call him Eddie, and they were saying, well, you know, Eddie, Eddie's a good guy, and and you know, he's a, he's been he's been with us for a while, and you know, maybe it's time to make him a principal. You know, and Mark is sitting in the room, and this is actually a true story, and, and Mark is like, Well, who's Eddie? And so they point to another guy in the room and Mark looks at him and he, he said, How old is Eddie? And they were like, Well, Eddie's fifty-nine. And uh Mark said, Fifty-nine And he said, well, you guys should be talking about an exit strategy, not a promotion strategy (laughs) into a principalship. But that, and I, and I say that tongue in cheek because it does embody the mindset that you have found in this industry for a very long time. It's that you've got to put time in before anything will ever come to fruition for you. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I frankly, will – I don't, I don't know that this next generation of engineers and architects are even going to have the patience for that. And you know, we're, we keep, I keep, I just wrote an article um, just the other day, shameless plug for my writing in the Zweig letter, but I just wrote an article about the gig economy and, and whether or not it was coming for us in the design industry. I my 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 um my prediction is that it is. Uh, And that in the next few years, we're actually going to see people, you know, uh, hiring teams of engineers and architects for specific projects. That will come in and work with an organization that will be part of their culture for a a determined period of time and then will step away and maybe go do something else or go, you know, hike the Himalayas or climb Mount Kilimanjaro or do something cool like that. And then when another cool project comes about that they're interested in, they'll reinsert themselves into the workforce, do a great job at what they do and then go off and do something else that we've never seen that before in the design industry and i mean i'm not i'm not a futurist but i certainly do believe that 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 type of mindset and that type of uh, employee employee is coming uh for this design industry
2: it uh well you don't have to be a futurist uh too too hard to to see that that has already been occurring for us um the, the things you just said we've had guys uh excellent Project managers and team leaders that I started my career with found found themselves yearning for a new challenge and went and became photographers and uh, mountain hiking guides and whitewater rafting guides and they got that uh, experience for themselves over the course of a number of years and now they've come back into the industry. You know, this is my grandfather worked. You know, he was a union guy. He worked in one factory his whole life after the Marines and my dad was a corporate guy but he worked for one company his whole career before he retired. I'm on Big Red Dog's my third company um, you know I was at Carter Burgess and Jacobs Engineering before we started the company um, which was a great place to learn the business but uh, you know you would be amazed at how many people with less than five years of experience submit their resumes that have two three jobs on them already um, there we, is, we used uh, to call those guys old,
0: job hoppers back in the day, right? They're and not job are,
2: hoppers now. That's no, the market exactly. we've got. Yeah. Yeah. And if an employer, you know, in the case of Big Red Dog or anybody else uh, who's in this industry is not constantly offering uh, a challenge and an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to uh, improve their careers and, and climb that career ladder, um, you know, this this current workforce is Exhibited zero loyalty uh, in the traditional sense of uh, of the word and of of the of the industry and of business in general that doesn 't mean that they 're not incredibly talented and have the capacity to be incredibly loyal but they need to feel like they 're part of what you 're doing and that uh, they're contributing and getting rewarded for their contributions you 're not going to get a twenty five year old kid to come come in out of school and work for your firm for thirty years if if he doesn 't see that there are opportunities and mentorship opportunities uh, and the opportunity to have his own proteges along along the line happening. Uh, that that is not the future, Randy. That is uh, very much happening today, and I'm sympathetic to it because you know I'm. We just talked about my age and my birthday. I'm the 1981. I'm generation year one of the millennial generation. Right, right. Uh, right. So I'm right there with them. You know, if if this thing ever uh, makes me feel like I'm being held down. I might get wandering eyes. I'm joking. I'm not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll I understand. Change, I'll
2: change what we're doing. Right. But, exactly. Um, exactly. You know, if, if, uh, what was the, the famous Michael Jordan quote, I still am a, a child of the eighties and nineties. So Jordan's my guy, you know, if he said, if I'm ever not improving, if I'm ever not getting better, that's when I'm going to retire. And, you know, he went from being able to fly through the air to having, you know, the deadliest fade away jumper, uh, in the league and as soon as he lost his legs he stopped improving and he was out of the out of the out of the uh his playing days um he's obviously got a long way to go in terms of being a manager and owner exactly (laughs) exactly yeah but he's got that runway to learn now oh yeah i love that quote from jordan about you know if i ever stop improving and if i ever stop getting better i got to do something else and um you know that that's your millennial mindset that's your today 's workforce whether you 're millennial or generation y or uh, whatever generation it is that 's the mindset that they 've got you know what have you done for me lately is very much uh, you know a two way street in today 's business world
0: yeah, so you know g- given that and, and the one I want to kind of stay in this whole vein of of, of not i mean because obviously we, a company builds their brand both for external factors when it comes to attracting new business but then also Brand building. You, I mean, again, you have to fundamentally be aware of how you build your brand to attract new talent to come to the firm, and you spoke to that. Uh, and certainly, certain types of individuals that are going to are going to have are going to be attracted to Big Red Dog for that for that for those very reasons. But can you speak just a little bit to how how you guys are purposefully and intentionally building and exposing the Big Red Dog brand? And what, you know, what that looks like. I mean, what the, the, the efforts that you're taking to do that with the mindset that not only are you trying to expand things um, for to 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 entice or to encourage those that might want to come work with you to come work with you. But then you're also trying to encourage those out there in the community that you serve to want to do business with you. Uh,
2: that's a great question. I mean, I could proceed on that question uh you know, for more time than anyone would ever want to listen to this podcast. It's something I'm passionate about. Um, but doing good work for the clients that you're fortunate enough to have today uh, has got to be the foundational cornerstone uh, of what you're doing. Uh, no one's going to be happy if the client's unhappy, Uh whether you're the CEO of the company or the newest EIT in the door. If the client's not becoming more successful by our efforts, uh, there is no brand to be built. There's no brand to be nurtured. So it, it has to start with what the term we use is raving fans. We have to turn our current clients into raving fans. Effectively, those raving fans are... Walking marketing plans—they're free salespeople for your company and your brand—and um, and those happy clients, they become the fulcrum, uh, you know, so to speak, an engineering term, a physics term. Happy clients are the fulcrum on you know which you place your brand-building lever. Um, you know, the fulcrum itself doesn't do anything, um, but as soon as you put a lever on a fulcrum. Uh, the lever provides the leverage uh, to take those client experiences and employment experiences to the next level and really create something that's powerful and, and it becomes a snowball. It starts small and as you roll it through the snow, it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, it equated to a flywheel theory, uh, which I've talked about uh, previously internally here at Big Red Dog. You have a big old flywheel, you know, you have to push on it slowly, you know, and get it moving. Uh, but if you consistently are pushing on that flywheel and really get its momentum going and going and going, it'll be spinning, you know, so incredibly fast that you, you take your hands off of it and it can be spinning for days or weeks or even years. Think about your exercise bike. Um, so that, that happy clients, uh, and that fulcrum and lever theory, uh, or flywheel theory, however you want to look at it is really the, the cornerstone to, to building a brand and uh, our business model is designed to create those raving fan clients. And Once they're happy, uh, those raving fan clients uh, force prospective clients and prospective employees um, who we we term team members rather than employees because they very much are a team member. They force those prospect uh, team members and clients through what we call our big red dog filter. and our, our this big red dog filter uh, i'll tell you a little bit about it, but you know it's almost proprietary internal here at a big red dog um so i'm not going to expose all the details fine. I, That's I brought my business plan here uh, you know we got a full business plan, and about five or six pages are are dedicated to that big red dog filter concept. But in conceptual terms, you know, that filter is the screen through which we want every prospective client and team member to pass before they actually meet any of our, our team or before a client comes in and talks about their project. Um, we don't want anybody to cold call us or just submit their resume because we happen to be an engineering firm who can scratch their itch. Um, that, when that type of thing starts happening, you become a commodity. And, and you know, we're, the minute you're commoditized, the minute... Is the minute your brand starts to get diminished. You, in this industry, you cannot be commoditized in order to have the best people and the best clients. If you're commoditized, you compete on price, which is a race to the bottom. Um, so, we want team members and clients to know uh, who Big Red Dog is before they meet with any one of our people uh, or before they come in and, and visit with us about a project or a job opportunity. And they through that big red dog filter, they know that they need to be working with us either in the capacity of a client or a team member uh, before they hit that first point of human to human contact. Um, it, you know, where I'll give a plug to, to you guys, Randy. Uh, we work with Zvi Group uh, on a consulting basis, and Mark and Chad and Jamie Claire over there uh, have worked wonders for us, and giving me as a young CEO. Uh, a lot of good guidance and our team a lot of great feedback and ideas but uh, that doesn't mean we always agree and it kind of chaps Mark uh, when I start comparing our professional services business to a traditional uh, widget type business Um, but Apple computer. Uh, I assume you're using a MacBook laptop. I see all your other people carrying around MacBooks. I got my
0: new iPhone 7 Plus Uh, right here.
2: Your iPhone 7. Don't get a (laughs) Samsung 7. No. You can't fly with that. You can't. Um, But Apple's a hell of a company to emulate, Uh, whether you're a professional services firm or a tech firm. um, I'll give you a good example of that. You know, you have this, your fancy iPhone. I've got my iPhone here. Uh, I've got my MacBook here. Uh, Those things are not cheap. But when you're shopping for a new computer or you're shopping for a new phone, you don't consider that there's a $500 laptop out there. You get the $3,000 Apple. You don't consider that there's a $50 flip phone out there that you can get or a free phone you can get. Uh, You go get the $600 iPhone. Uh, That's the power of the Apple brand. The price that they charge has been removed from the equation. People want Apple because it's the best, it has a certain cachet. it gets the job done better than anything else out there, it never breaks down, doesn't catch viruses, it makes you more productive and better as a user of their product. So think about that in terms of the filter I just described. That Apple, that filter that Apple has created is so powerful that people walk into an Apple store knowing that they're going to spend a lot of money on the product that they want when they could go down to Best Buy and get you a, a Dell or an HP laptop for 300 or 500 bucks they still get the MacBook whether they pay cash or finance the thing they're getting they're getting the best there is and and that's really boils down to what we're trying to create with this big red dog filter prospective clients and existing clients are getting the Cadillac of the industry. Team members are getting to join the most progressive and the most fun team in the industry and get to work on those cool projects that these visionary clients of ours have that we're making more successful along the way. So it goes back to our mission statement. We're making our clients more successful while we make this business cool and we do that through the raving fans, through the putting a lever on the fulcrum that is the raving fans making those groups of people pass through our filter uh, and then it becomes a cycle, a repetitive cycle, more people pass through the filter, more clients and team members come in, the better we perform for our clients, the more raving fans, the bigger the fulcrum, fulcrum and lever, the you know, the wider the filter and, and more effective the filter. So when you talk about how to build a brand from the ground up, there are individual things you can do, but that's the, the global concept that we're talking about right there. And, um, And never letting up. That's the thing. Building a brand is not a two hour exercise around a conference table. It's not a one day exercise or a one week retreat. It is a constant everyday thing, perpetual thing that just like you're running an exercise bike or flywheel, you got to constantly be pushing on that brand building process.
0: Yeah. You know, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, do, do you do you guys, and, and again, because we're all human beings here, do you ever lose steam when it comes to trying to build that brand process?
2: <clears throat> oh, yeah. We're we're all human. We're not infallible. Um,
0: How do you deal with I, that? I would
2: not suggest to you or be so naive as a CEO to think that 100% of our clients are uh, walking marketing plans and raving fans. Uh, but what that is, is an opportunity, uh, you know, your dad, my dad, you know, my dad always had a saying, uh, Will, you got to learn how to make good decisions. And You know, Dad, how do I learn how to make good decisions? You make a few bad ones and get corrected. <laughs> you know, that's what college is all about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, those are tremendous opportunities to uh, use them as a teaching moment internally to our team. There are tremendous opportunities externally to admit to the client that we haven't performed the way that we told you we would. uh, And a chance to step up and admit that the communication hasn't been what it's needed to be. That the quality of the plans haven't been what they need to be. uh, And tell them the things that we know are true so that they don't have to tell us. You know, they don't think that we're naive to the realities of the situation. And not only are we humans and, and not infallible in that regard, but we're in in Austin, Texas, and Dallas, Texas, and Houston, Texas, and, and San Antonio, Texas. This is the hottest market in the country. There is more capital down here and more projects down here than than there are engineers and developers to do it. So um, not only are are the developers stretched thin; they don't have the resources to adequately staff their own projects, but they realize that this consultant industry—the engineers, the architects, the land planners, the landscape architects—they're equally stretched thin. And everybody's busting their hump to get to get things done. And uh, there are going to be, uh, you know, in this market, there's ten balls up in the air, and once in a while, there's two or three sitting on the ground that you got to go back and pick up, but. Uh, you know we're, i I tell my team all the time when they 're getting worn down you know we 're we 're blessed to be in this Texas market in an economy like this uh, These are gold plated problems that we've we 've worked our butt off to have, and uh, you know the alternative problem is being commoditized and not having anything to do uh, or competing on price and uh, you know as long as you you confront uh you know, some of these fail- these failures that are unfortunately inevitable head on. It's an opportunity to teach your people what they did wrong. Otherwise, you're going to be inventing errors to try to teach them and an opportunity to strengthen your relationship with your clients. One of my best clients, the only claim we've ever had in the history of the company, I was the engineer for, you know, it wasn't even one of the 100 people behind me. It was, it was my mistake. And uh, I called him up and said, Hey, you know, we got a problem here. This grading is not right. I, I got to fix it. We got to pull off the construction team and I, I got to get you a new plan. And, you know, I'm going to pay for it and, and we're going to work this out. And he had never, he, he had a consultant, he's been in this business 30 years. He had consultants screw up plans all over the place and, and deny it and point fingers and say it wasn't his problem. Uh, and he said man well i've never had anybody call me proactively before i knew i had a problem and tell me i got a problem and that he's going to fix it and pay for it and you know ultimately you know he agreed to split the cost out of the goodness of his heart and and we've now done two dozen more deals with him and you know as long as we keep that <clears throat> that ethical relationship and that mindset intact you know he's he's a client and a friend for life and and that cannot be overlooked um you know so those are when when hiccups happen in terms of delivering on on your brand proposition, those are also tremendous opportunities uh, for a company. Uh, it uh, that cannot be understated. You know, it's people are not perfect, projects are not perfect, site conditions are not perfect, city review processes are not perfect. Uh, it's how you adapt to those and re- and 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 step up to the challenge and respond. Uh, that that starts to distinguish your culture and your company, and and ultimately what you're building as a brand.
0: Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean that. Yeah, you 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 said a mouthful for sure. And and you know, given all of what you just described about um, you know what you've done to 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 build and expose the Big Red Dog brand, how do you how do you review things that you guys are doing from a branding perspective? And how do you how do you Look at you, you're the big red dog brand with an eye towards measuring the growth uh, of the brand itself.
2: You know, we, this is a great debate internally. We would love to have uh, financial metrics beyond top line revenue growth and profitability growth and headcount growth and, you know, client list growth. But so much of building a brand is rooted in those end numbers, um, you know i would love to have you know some lower level metrics to know that the brand building is working but at the end of the day i'm a i'm a natural marketer myself the top 10 people in our company are tremendous marketers and brand builders uh and then the people below them do tremendous work to even you know throw more fuel on the fire um but it's gut i mean it's gut feeling uh is you know are our, are our clients happy for us? Are our employees and team members happy for us? Are they excited about what we're doing? You know What are our competitors doing to react to the success that we're having and, and the marketing things that we're doing and the brand building things that we're doing? Um, you know And I, I hit on it earlier, and I, we talked about it in one of our previous two podcasts that you and I have done. We were scoffed at when we started. Um, social media was not used in this industry blogs were not used in this industry um, so we've uh, you know we're seven years into this thing three four years ago we started people companies have blogs showing up on their websites and and trying to make a go of it there and then you know two or three years ago social media became all the rage and now there are you know engineering firms out there who Employ professionals full time in their organization to just do social media. To me, that's crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Everyone, Everyone in our office can have a, a social media account. You know, you're all responsible for it. I don't need to employ someone separately to just play on Twitter and Facebook all day. Uh, that 's not the marketing department 's responsibility, just like uh, keeping clients happy is not you know the project manager 's sole responsibility we 're all responsible for these things and I think that 's part of being an entrepreneurial organization is everyone is responsible for finding ways to increase our brand presence in the market and our brand awareness, um, so gut feeling you know excitement in the industry, how competitors are changing what they 're doing uh, to keep up with us. Um, you know, I like to think that we're very forward-thinking. If it was up to me, I'd redo our website every quarter to come up with a better website. But uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that need to be worked on and improved in any organization than just having a snazzy website. But um, it's a it's like I said earlier on the flywheel concept. You got to constantly be pushing on it and evaluating it and making it better. It, it's not something that you you say is done and then you rest on your laurels. So. It's a it's a perpetual evaluation and a, a perpetual self criticism of what we're doing and uh, you know really a gut feel of of how it's performing.
0: Okay, okay. Well, man, that's I mean, wow, that's that's almost like a a, a mini business class um, on branding itself. I mean, there's just so much information that you shared, and uh, we certainly appreciate your transparency and and the journey that Big Red Dog is taking um, to, 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 to be great, uh, and to do great things both for internally for your employees, but as I mean, for, for your team members, as well as for, um, the, the clients that you work with. So we really appreciate just you sharing that because I think it's some very helpful information. Um, we want to do something a little different here uh, with the TZL interview series. We're, we're, we're kind of switching th- things up. And I didn't mention this to you before. But, Uh-oh, uh, you're going to put me on the spot. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. And, That's and, okay. At, I'm right, right, yeah, before we close <laughs> out, we want to go a little deeper for our audience and learn who the Will, real Will Schneer is. All we have, right. We have a couple of simple questions that we'll end our interview with. And hopefully, <laughs> we'll have some fun in the process. Um, what was the last book that you read?
2: The last book that I read, uh, I read everything I can get my hands on. Um, the, the last book I read was uh, John Gr- the, la- the last John Grisham book that came out. The last business book uh, that I've sunk my teeth into, um, and I've, I've read a whole lot of them, uh, would be probably Let My People Go Surfing. By uh, the founder of Patagonia. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Great company. Great CEO. Uh, culture. Great culture. Uh, so let my people go surfing. Uh, I I think he's it, got a French name, but his last name is Chouinard. Uh, the Patagonia founder is a great one to read.
0: Really, really good story. They have they have a great they have a great story as a company. So now they I mean basically it, they they were they were developed built on basically his passion for being in the outdoors and, and doing some amazing stuff. So, um,
2: I should also tell you, Randy, management eight is why never leaves my coffee table. It's a thick, thick tome. It's not something you just sit down and read, or you'll you'll never actually grasp anything. You read one or two of those a week, and and you're in business. So, you, know, you can find it on zwiegroep.com.
0: Exactly. Another shameless <laughs> plug. We buy appreciate it. buy that. It. It's so, good. Thank you so, so uh, much. So now, this I'm next
2: golden nuggets. There's tons of them in that book.
0: <laughs> that's true. This next question, I think I may know the answer to. But where did you go on your last vacation?
2: Phoenix. Okay, Phoenix, right. Arizona. Yeah, stayed yeah. at the lovely Biltmore Hotel.
0: Right, right. My wife so, and
2: I went out there, and uh, we had a great time, and uh, picked up the Hot Firm Award while we were out there, and and really enjoyed it. My wife and I are expecting our second child in about two weeks here, uh, so that was our last. Last vacation before uh, the baby arrives.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, you know, though that's awesome. That is awesome. So this time next year, when I ask you where did you go on your last vacation, I hopefully you say Seattle. Right? <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see well, how that goes. I'll talk to
2: grandma. about yeah. uh, Babysitting. There you
0: go. Down. Get Very it lined up. That. Get it lined up now. So, <laughs> so now, if you could binge watch one TV series, old or new, uh, what would it be?
2: New one would be Shark Tank. Uh, I'm a business guy through and through. Yeah, yeah. Old one would be Boston Legal. Uh, oh,
0: okay. That's i I'm
2: a big Denny Crane. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too. Uh, me too. Okay. <laughs> that's very cool. Those yeah. guys are
2: great. Both of those shows. Both are of
0: great. those shows. Yeah. Do you watch the Profit by any chance? I I do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Marcus Marcus, Marcus Lemonis. Yeah. yeah, I love that show. He's great so. too. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's to stay so...
2: away from my office. Chad and Jamie Clare do a good oh, enough job
0: I know. the profit. Exactly. <laughs> well he well he only he only helps people out that he actually physically invests in, so you know, that would be, you know, unless you're putting out some series, some Series B funding, fundraising, then it wouldn't be possible <laughs> no, okay so, for that. Right yeah, way. no, for sure. So, you know, Will I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us on this white letter interview series. Uh, I'm sure we'll find time to get you on the show again in the near future. And I think that idea that we have of maybe doing a um, a up and coming um uh, engineers and architects show for, uh, for 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 the budding business owner that may be kind of stuck where they are, but wants to kind of step out like you did in 09 uh, and get something going. I mean, they could have their own big red dog on their hands. And, um, you know, it, it would be great to have more firms like yours out there. I think, A, it would make the marketplace a little more fun. Uh, it certainly would create some competition, but I think it would be healthy competition, uh, and I think some great, amazing projects would get done in the process. So uh, we'll we'll have to talk more about how we expand that because I'm. while this is the third time that we've had a chance to get together, I'm sure it will not be the last. Oh, so, no. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. too much fun. Yeah, no. That, I could I,
2: talk to you all day, Randy. We've got to make it great. a series anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so, well, listen, folks, as a reminder, all zwig Group Media programs like this one are available in both podcast and video format free for download on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, just to name a few places. Uh, We'd like to thank you for watching this in video or listening to the podcast by offering you a free uh, six-week subscription to The Zweig Letter. Just visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com. That's free Tzl.zweiggroup.com. A link to all of this information will be in our show notes. And we would love it if you would share this link with a friend. And also, uh, if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating when you have a chance. Uh, I'm Randy Wilburn, and you've been listening to Zweig Group Media, part of Zweig Group. Remember, we exist to make you more successful. Bye for now.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this special edition letter podcast. We hope that you can apply Mark's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. For a free six-week subscription of the letter please visit freetzl.zwiggroup.com to gain more wisdom and inspiration. In addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe today.